I never saw such a woman. She would certainly be a fearsome thing to behold. Ladybird. Well, I gave it to myself. It's given to me by me. Well, I'm not a poet. I'm just a woman. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Film Girlies podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Fiona. And what are we talking about today, Fiona? We're talking about Barbie, the movie. Greta Gerwig's Barbie, which we both saw on Barbenheimer weekend, which was very, very exciting. I saw Barbie first, naturally. Fiona saw Oppenheimer first, naturally. Fiona, I know you mentioned you wanted to give just tiny, 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 tiny little Oppenheimer review. So here's your chance. Okay. Um, Oppenheimer is one of the best movies I have ever seen in my whole life. I felt every single emotion watching it. I think it's a technical achievement as well as like just a storytelling achievement. Um, please go see it. It I think I think it's just such an interesting movie, and it's just oh my god, it's so good. Like it's so good. Go see an IMAX if you can. Literally just go see the biggest screen you can find because it was the best three hours of my life. And I am so excited to go see it again and again. And I think it's just, yeah, it's like a masterpiece, like truly, truly. It was just a lot. It took over my brain. It's been like taking over my brain for the last week. I still haven't written a letterbox review for it because I simply cannot find the words to express sort of how wonderful it is. But yeah, it's just expertly crafted and it's made for the movie theater. And it, yeah, it's amazing. I knew it was going to be amazing, and it still exceeded my expectations. Like, it was just life-changingly good. So, yes, that is my Oppenheimer review. Please go see Oppenheimer, because it's, I would say, my favorite movie of the year so far. I am actually planning on watching Oppenheimer on my phone screen with, like, a split screen of Subway Surfers playing at the same time. And also, like, um, a soap-cutting video. Yeah. All at the same time. That's how I'm planning on watching it. I'm, I like that for you. I think that would be very good. I hope Christopher Nolan kills you in, his sleep, in your sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the best, the truly, the best way to watch a film. Oh, totally. Don't watch Oppenheimer on TikTok. Watch it. There's so many fun, like, cameos in it. Like, not even, like, cameos. Just, like, what, like, actors that are just, like, they come in for one scene and you're like, this is why you're one of the best actors ever. You know what? I did, I did actually see that. Where it's like three hours of like 15 second cameras that one described it as. Okay, well, I guess we should just get into it. Um, Fiona and I haven't said anything to each other about this movie. Fiona texted me like a day before I was going to see it. um, Saying like, hey, we just shouldn't say anything to each other at all before the movie. Um, And I was like, okay, that sounds good. Like, let's save all of our our big girl thanks for the podcast. But Fiona's been weirdly quiet. So I'm going to let her speak. I've been really quiet because you follow me on all social media platforms and I didn't want to spoil this episode for you. Like, I didn't want you to see my thoughts. Okay, like, general impression, though. I'm going to let you start. Um, it was good. I did not... I'm going to... I don't know how else to say it, but, like, it's not even in my top five for the year. Like, I don't... Like, I don't... What is in your top five for the year? good movies listen I liked Barbie I really did I had like a fun time watching it it's just like I did not leave the theater 
being like, I want to go see this again in music. I want to think about it all the time. I left the theater. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm, I'm good. Like, I'm done. Do you know what I mean? Do you think a movie has to require your 24-7 attention for it to be, like, good or, like... No, I just, like, it didn't... I didn't want to think about it anymore. Like, I didn't feel the need to, like, sit in, like, the movie and, like, think about it more. I was like, that was fun. I had a good time. And then I just, like, was done. I think it's, like, okay, I need to express this better. Yes. I am very happy that this movie is working for so many people and it's connecting to so many people and a lot of people feel seen by it. Personally, I just did not feel anything towards it. Like, I just, like, I didn't. I literally I texted Kevin <laughs> do you, do you have yeah. that and I was like Kevin I don't know why but like um, you would think if you present a young woman with a movie the Barbie movie and then a movie about an old man who created the atomic bomb you would think she'd connect to the movie about the young woman like the Barbie more but she didn't like I just I just didn't have like I feel like after I see a movie that is a favorite movie and that I adore I think about it for so long you know like I just I either want to go rewatch it or like I want to talk to someone about it and I want to like write about it, think about it, speak to my friends about it, discuss like why I loved it and figure out like really why it clicked with me. And after Barbie was finished, I was like, okay, cool. Like I didn't feel the need to do anything. Like I, I didn't really need to see it again. Like I didn't feel that it gave me so much that I needed to go see it again so I could have that moment again. Like I was just like, I could just leave it. I'm happy it's doing very well like I'm not saying it's bad like it was very funny I had a really good time watching it it just didn't stick with me the way I need movies to stick with me okay and so I just yeah okay I don't really know how else to say it okay well that's an opinion that you hold and I can't like tell you it's wrong I'm just gonna tell you that I like disagree with it (laughs) I know you disagree with it yeah no this movie's I loved it I had a fantastic time both just like in the experience of like to me I think movie watching is an experience of connection and I physically saw that and felt that at least in my theater like 9 30 on opening night um there was a strong connection between like everyone in that room. And I think for like a movie to be able to do that is really powerful. Um, And I just, it was hilarious. (laughs) And it was, it was incredibly enjoyable and it was moving and it was well-written, well-acted, well, well done. And I, I had a great time. It was good stuff. Well, I guess we shall, I I think that's our, Okay. I don't think it's badly made at all. Like, I think it's really well made. It's just, like, yeah. Like, I thought it was very funny, very well acted. The production design was, like, absolutely amazing. But when I, I, for me, if I want to love a movie, like, I think objectively it's well made. And then personally, it's just not my, like, it's not my thing. I did not feel. Which is, like, fine. Because, I mean, yeah. that happens with both of us all the time. Like, mm-hmm. I think Inception was a movie that is, like, checking a bunch of boxes, but it didn't do anything for me at all. And that's okay. <laughs> and there are, like, lots of... I feel like, like, between the two of us, there are lots yeah. of movies like that, where it's... It's like, I can recognize that it's, like, checking a bunch of boxes here, but it's not... That's what it was Moving with, me. Yeah, Barbie. Which yeah. is disappointing, because I really wanted it to be something that I would, like love and cherish forever 
And I need to just accept that I just wasn't. And that's okay. Like, not every movie I watch is going to be incredibly life-changing. And I'm so glad it is life-changing for so many people. And I'm glad Greta Gerwig is getting her flowers because, like, she is very talented and she Mm -hmm. needs to be recognized on a mainstream or mainstream level, I guess. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm fine with just, like, I I don't feel the need to, like, express my love for Barbie everywhere. I'm just, I'm content with having seen it and enjoyed it. And, like, that's it. For yeah. Sonoma. Yeah. 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 Well, that, yeah. That's, that's, that's your experience. That's mm-hmm. an experience. You're um, gonna kill me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Love you, but I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Listen, girl, I'm not gonna kill you because you didn't get emotionally connected to Inception. That's okay. Probably just... I just have, like, a lot more questions. Because, like, for me, okay, like, I'm just going to be, like, super candid here. A lot of mm-hmm. the movies that I don't connect with is because they center, like, white men in their storylines. And I don't really have, like, a lot of, like, yeah, not necessarily care, but, like, connection with that specifically. And speaking to things that are, like, specifically regarding the male experience, which I'm exhausted and bored with I'm gonna be Mm -hmm. honest um so I'm just like curious and like we'll dig into this as we get into our like spoilery section as to like how oh well I guess I I guess I'm just gonna like straight up ask you this question now how do you like connect with these movies that depict yeah experiences that like you don't like how how do you why do you like the film bro movies so much when they're not for you and a lot of the times have stuff in it that's degrading towards your gender? Good question. I don't know. I just feel like as I don't really think about it in that way. I think about it as like a story way. Like I see a lot lot of the time it's just like empathy for the characters seeing how they are dealing with the situations in their life in that way. And while I can't, I'm not, while like I can't like see myself as the character because it's like a random man. Like, I just feel more attached to them, I guess, because I see them as, I don't know. I think I'm just very empathetic when I watch things. And so even if it's an experience I have absolutely no connection to or, like, any way to feel that, I just, I feel, I can see, like, reflect it into my own life and see where how that would affect me in that situation, I guess, and, like, see that. Like, I don't, okay, like... After I finished Oppenheimer, I was left in, like, shock silence for a long time because I just, it felt, it showcases, like, such a crazy moral, like, not, like, ethical moral dilemma sort of, like, way to, I guess, and it's presented in just such, like, a straight-out way that you just, it's not that I feel bad for, like, the characters and that, like, I don't feel bad for Oppenheimer because he felt bad that he made the bomb. I feel bad for every single person it affected in the world and how that has affected today and like I'm not when I say I cried okay I cried during Oppenheimer I did not cry during Barbie and I cried during Oppenheimer it's because I felt the sheer scale of it and how this like how one man's like split second decision changed everything for the whole world and so I guess I think I just see movies as a way to experience other experiences like I don't feel the need to have my experience reflected in every movie I see I would honestly rather like 
I don't like reflecting on myself very much. So I would rather experience someone else's experience for two hours and get to know what that is like and then see what I learned from that and put it into my own life, I guess. I don't want... I like seeing as many different perspectives and experiences as possible and I like being able to connect to them no matter what. And I don't like seeing my I like I, it's nice to see myself in things but also like I don't love seeing myself in every single thing I read or watch because I want to be able to expand beyond that do you know what I mean yeah I know what you mean like I get where you're coming from like I watch we both watch movies that like center experiences that are our own like yeah movies set in countries movies and languages that we do not speak movies centering characters that have been like to jail. I've never been to jail. Yeah. Um, not yet, at least. So, <laughs> like, like I totally resonate with that. I just think, um, I, I don't know. I'm not. I don't know. I'm just. I'm. We just experience it differently. We have different things that we want to get experience in a movie. I think. Yeah, I think so. I think we like take different experiences out of it. Like I require more of a personal Mm -hmm. but even that's not true though because like I definitely have watched movies where again like I don't have anything in common with the characters but I still like resonate with them but they're just not I don't know yeah I don't know well yeah that's like a whole that's That's the best way I can explain it which is understandable yeah I get that I get that well We've reached the end of our, like, spoilery-free section of the podcast, so if you haven't seen Barbie yet, go see it. Um, And tell us what you think, of course. As always, we want to know what you think, and then come back and listen to the rest of our podcast um, after you're done. And tell us what you thought. We're just going to go through kind of the plot of the movie and, like, the big, like, I don't know, just, like, go through it and talk about... um, what worked, what didn't work for Miss Fiona. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so let's just let's just dive into it. So we open, it's Barbie land. It's a matriarchal society instead of like the patriarchal society um, that we're living in. Um, we're introduced to the Barbies, their different roles, the Kens, their kind of roles, um, albeit little, and Alan. Played by the wonderful Michael Sarah, which I just thought was hilarious. Fenona. Alan was really good. I liked him. Okay, good. I'm glad. Um, <laughs> Listen, all the comedic parts of the movie really worked for me. Or most of them did. Like, yeah. Okay, well, that's good. I won't talk about whatever I want to talk about next. Oh, yeah. So, yes, we're introduced to Barbie in lovely Barbie land which is gorgeously designed and we have her little beginning montage with the Lizzo song, which I love that Excellent. song. It got st- Excellent song. stuck in my head for so long after. Like all of the soundtrack of this got stuck in my head, but that one specifically, I was like, hey guys, <laughs> so this is going to like live in my brain. Um, then there's a dance party um, and Barbie is suddenly stricken with worries about mortality. Um, and the next day, she can't complete her little morning routine. Um, her feet have gone flat, and she has cellulite. So she is sent to Weird Barbie, played by Kate McKinnon. Mother to all. Kate, did you like her? 
Yeah, I love Kate okay, McKinnon. Good. She was so funny. I told you, all the comedic bits of the movie worked. Um, she was really funny. And also just... I was talking to my sister about this and how just, like, Kate McKinnon is kind of, like, an effort- effortless funny. You know what I mean? Just, like, yeah, everything absolutely. she does, like, it's not... She's never trying. And, like, there's lots of successful comedians out there, but, like, you can usually tell that, like, there is an element of, like, trying, because, like, obviously there's an element of, like, having to try at everything. But her, it's just kind of, like, in her veins that mm-hmm. she's funny. And I think she was a perfect... I think she was just, like, a perfect... Weird Barbie. Barbie. Because, like, we all had that Barbie. My sister and I were going through our Barbies, like, yesterday, and we realized that, like... My sister cut so many of their hair, <laughs> and I didn't cut as many of their hairs off, but yeah, no, we all had it. Did you cut oh, your Barbie's hair? No, all my, we used to place, I used to place salon, but I'd never actually do anything to their hair. I'd just, like, wash it in the sink. Oh. Well, that's, my Barbies yeah. are in perfect condition. Oh, God, no. Mine look awful. Um, I was, like, all of my Barbies are weird Barbies, basically. <laughs> no Except, I was very yeah. protective of my dolls they were like they're not like perfect condition obviously I played with them a bunch but like they're they don't look like a child play with them they just look like they were like loved for quite a few years you know what I mean that's impressive because I definitely did not have that mentality I was just like I have most pairs of shoes most outfits that the dolls came with shoes outfits all they the came little, with no, I have all the little accessories that like the dolls would come with too I'm telling you I was like I would take care of those things I never lost things I'm proud of you. Thank you. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, where are we going next? Oh, yeah. So she tells her that she has to go into the real world and find the child that is playing with her um, in order to fix her situation and go back to being the stereotypical Barbie that she is. Um, so she goes into the real world, finds Ken, <laughs> finds Ken in her convertible, Um and he joins her in her journey, um, which first off, just that whole sequence, which we kind of see like a lot throughout the movie, um, like, uh, sorry, a few different times where they're like in the spaceship and in the boat. So cute. So camp. You know what I mean? Like, it's just. The production design on that is insane. I loved it. It's gorgeous. It was so cute. It's so cute. I love you it. know what it was like? You know what it was like, Emily? What was it like? It was like um, the Bo is Afraid montage. You know what? It kind of was, unfortunately. <laughs> um, like one of those movies was good. So, and it wasn't Bo is Afraid. Um, I'm not even going to ask you which one you liked better. Because I, I liked Barbie better. Know. Okay, good. I liked Barbie better. I was a little scared about that. I was like, God. No, I'm not like, that crazy. Um... So they arrive at Venice Beach. Um, they get arrested a few times. And Barbie finds her owner, who we later find out isn't actually her owner, but it's her owner's daughter. Um, and they basically talk about, um, her, I think her name is what? Sasha? Her name is Sasha. She hates Barbie. She calls her a fascist, which I thought was really funny. That was good. Um, that was I don't, con- I don't control the railways or the flow of commerce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was funny. So yeah, basically gets mad, which I was I was expecting like some kind of commentary in the movie. Like Barbie has received a lot of like backlash and commentary from people about 
like the lack of diversity, which I think there's more of an effort to expand the diversity of like both the doll and the brand and the careers and like what the dolls look like now. But I, I do agree, like early 2000s and like beyond that, like I'm not saying that like Barbie was super representative of like every woman that exists. Definitely wasn't representative of me. So um, like I am not tall, blonde and thin and that's not bad. And like that personally was never something that bothered me. I was always more empowered by Barbie and her like brains and the things that she was doing and the way she was using her voice more than like how she looked for me but I can I also like understand that that is like an issue for some people and that's like a valid issue so I'm glad that it was kind of talked about what do you think I like also like understand and like I under, like I understand like why you would not want to give that to your children in their impressionable age like you said like I didn't feel that at all when I was growing up I just liked Barbie because she was in the movies I watched and I wanted the dolls to match the movies and that's all I really cared about like I didn't really exactly it's not a social commentary child I just like the baby I like the doll I like to play with the doll <laughs> yeah exactly and even then like I sorry you guys can probably hear Ruffles barking but I don't think he's gonna stop anytime soon so just enjoy um ruffles is my dog um (laughs) and yeah i i yeah i just i don't know they matched the dolls matched the movies i would like act out the movies with the dolls that i had um and yeah i was just more inspired by like her as a person but alas so eventually barbie discovers that Gloria, so uh, an, an employee at Mattel and Sasha's mother is actually the catalyst of her existential crisis, not Sasha. So eventually Barbie ends up at like the Mattel headquarters and uh, they're trying to send her back to Barbie land and she's like, wait, like I'm not done here. So they rescue her in this like big car chase scene did you like the car chase scene as someone who watches more action movies than i do as someone who loves charlie xcx and her song vroom vroom speed drive was a great song to play over that truly excellent oh my gosh yes that song is also fantastic Mm -hmm. it was a great song to put over it soundtrack goes hard speed drive goes hard and so does the lizzo song what doesn't go hard babe every other song the only ones I like are the Lizzo one and the Spin Speed Drive. You don't like the Aqua remix? I think the Aqua remix, remix is fantastic. It's fine. It's just not my kind of music. Like, me neither. <laughs> like, but it's yeah. good. You know what goes hard? What? The Oppenheimer original score by Ludwig oh, Gronson. He ate that. Like, oh, genuinely. It's not Hans Zimmer. No, it's not. Ludwig Gronson is probably, like, one of the best composers working today. So life-changing score i'd be streaming that on the way to work <laughs> that's you know insane. how barbie has you know how barbie has her little Lizzo song to wake up no i wake up and i have um protagonial from the tenant soundtrack blasting in my room that's insane oppenheimer soundtrack goes so hard i could feel that thing like just like rock is shaking the whole theater you know well i'm sure it was it was IMAX. That's... Needed to be louder. Turn that up. No, I'm sure the Oppenheimer soundtrack, I'm sure it goes hard. Um, so so when I watch it on my phone, 
I'll be sure to turn down subway surfers to listen to the soundtrack. Yes, Oppenheimer yes. soundtrack, I'm sure it will be amazing and life changing. I love a good soundtrack, you know, my little music major nerd self. Happens yes. next in the Barbie movie. So, meanwhile, while all of this is happening at Mattel headquarters, Ken learns about the patriarchy and he is so excited about, he learns about horses. He learns about horses. Um, and he thinks horses are the patriarchy. Um, so when he returns to Barbie land, he brings the idea of patriarchy and like Ken's taking over and creating Mojo Dojo Casa houses um, and basically turn all the Barbies into maids, housewives, agreeable girlfriends, blah, 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 blah. So when Barbie arrives, she's shocked and confused. Obviously, this is a very different um, Barbie land than she left and tries to convince Ken and the Barbies to return to everything that like it was before, but it doesn't work. She becomes depressed. We get the wonderful Depression Barbie ad. You can't tell me you didn't like the Depression Barbie ad. That was freaking hilarious i have said it multiple times all of the comedic bits weren't for me the depression barbie ad slayed that was funny my depression barbie ad would be oh actually no let's discuss what our depression barbie ad oh i like this i like this okay my depression my real depression barbie movie ad would be watching community mm-hmm. brown sugar oat shake and espressos from starbucks yeah and um probably like cracking open a harry potter fan fiction okay i like that i really like that for you my depression barbie um first off she has to have the depression broom so like not clean um at all like the funniest things end up in my depression bed like one time i had like a music theory booklet in my depression bed for like days um (laughs) So that was there. Um, It is half empty cans of like whatever diet pop we have in the house and some salty snack of my choosing, like laying around. And then also like um, blanket over myself, like literally cocooned. And what am I watching? What is Depression Emily watching? I forgot to add that I depression fiona depression barbie would also have some timothy chalamet movie playing doesn't matter which one but you can definitely you can definitely tell how bad the depression barbie is doing based on which one it is yes exactly i like that i i think that's very on par i think you know what lately i have been like both re-watching the heartstopper season two trailer that came out and rereading the comics so Depression Emily is rereading uh, the comics and reminding herself that she is going to be alone forever. Um, and she needs to stop posting pictures of her cats on her close friend story because it's embarrassing. I would like to add one more Depression. Yes. Fiona Depression Barbie um, reading the most unhinged romance book she can possibly find at the moment. I'm talking like not even like something like she wants in life. Like, why am I reading a cowboy romance book? No Talkie one knows. Boy. The Cowboy Romance book is kind of going hard. You know what? And that's okay. It's set in a small town in Alberta, so I'm getting the true vibes. You're getting the true experience. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm very excited. It's wonderful. Actually, is it wonderful? 
Last thing I read of it, um, we, it was revealed that the main character actually dated her doctor when oh. she was 17. <laughs> okay, well... Woo! So that is really cool. I love literature. I love literature, guys. Anyways, those are our depression Barbies. Those are good depression Barbies. I think they're great depression Barbies. Tell us about your depression Barbies or your depression cans or your depression Ellen's. <laughs> um, I'd love to hear about them. So yes, Barbie is depressed because Barbie Land sucks now. And Gloria gives her inspirational speech. Okay, I want to know, what did you think about the speech? Because if you're saying the emotional bits like aren't weren't hitting for you, what did you think about the speech? I didn't really like it. It felt kind of like, I don't know, something about its energy just felt kind of weird. It felt almost like... I really don't know how to explain it. I just was like, it was watching it and I was just not, like, I, I don't want to say, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I see the, like, I see what she's talking about. I see the point of like her speech. I see the message and it just like did not strike a chord with me at all. Like, I just did not, I was, I was watching it and I was like, I am, I know that so many people are going to connect to this and like, they're going to see, like, feel like moved by it but I just didn't I didn't really like the way it was written and I I saw one tweet and it was comparing this speech to the like Joe's monologue and Little Women and just I don't remember exactly what I was talking about it was just comparing the two and it was someone made a comment about how like it's crazy like how um we can't compare them because they're set in two different time periods and so like one of them is always going to connect, like, the more modern one's going to connect to you. But, like, the one in Little Woman connected to me, like, like, I connected that one way more. I don't know. I feel like it was just... Mm-hmm. I think I respond more to things that are a bit more poetic and literary, I guess. And the one in Barbie felt very kids movie final speech-ish. Do you, if you get what I mean? To me, um, rather like, than... It was, it was straightforward. Like, there's not a lot of yeah like like i i'm with you on the front that i connect to joe's speech in little woman i think a lot more than i connected to this one but i'm also like mildly agreeing with this person on twitter that you're mentioning where i feel like i can't compare them because their two speeches doing very different things like just because they're women talking in a movie doesn't yeah. mean that they're like necessarily the same things but like if i'm looking at both of them as separate objective monologues um then I think, yeah, I just, like, perhaps, I, like, I, I do agree with you on the front that, like, Joe's is probably better written, and, like, but I wouldn't say better performed, like, I think America Ferrera has, like, did a great job with the monologue, and I think, mm-hmm. like, I can't imagine anyone else in the film delivering it as well as she delivered yeah. it. I think it fits well in the movie, and, like, she does a great job, mm-hmm. it just didn't, like, it did not really do anything for me emotionally. Yeah. I like, I was like, okay, emotional climax of the movie. Here we go. Because I've seen so many people on TikTok being, like, like talking about their experience of the movie and how it, like, how it affected them. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this might be rough for me. And then it happened. And I was like, okay. Well, I didn't see that the emotional climax of the movie, to be honest. Not really the emotional climax, but, like, one of them, I think. Yeah, like, like I think peak. it's supposed to like that. make you think something, and I was just like, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I don't know. I think the Snyder think Cut it... joke was better. 
That was so funny. Oh, God, it was so good. That was so funny. And then the Godfather joke later. Incredible. They're so mean. Yes. They're so funny. Um, yeah, so then we get, basically, that leads us into this whole sequence of, um, like, Sasha, Gloria, Weird Barbie, Alan, who, I loved watching Alan, like, beat up those people, by the way. That was, that was so, so strange. Funny. I loved it. It was so funny. And he goes, he's like, I'm Alan, Ken's best friend. All my clothes, all his clothes fit me. Like, yeah. it's just the way he said that, I nearly died. Um, yeah, so we go into this whole sequence of the Barbies regaining their power over the now patriarchal Barbie land that has occurred. And the sequence is absolutely hilarious. Just all of the, they're just, it's so real. It's like, it's like, oh my God, I don't know how to use Photoshop. Like men just love teaching women how to do things. Like, I think they just like, like love talking down to women and like seeing that on screen was so funny and laughing about it with like so many other women in the room was also funny and like the the whole like the film bro joke in regards to the Snyder cut as well but also like the godfather one which Fiona mm-hmm. and I both like the godfather like, I, I want to say that like that movie oh, oh, I love it okay I love the godfather. I like it <laughs> we both enjoy the movie to like varying degrees so like I'm not um crapping on the godfather specifically but like somebody like movies would be like what do you mean you haven't seen this one like it's so good blah, blah, blah. and then you like try and give them a movie recommendation it's like okay mm-hmm. whatever you know what i mean it's just yeah. like they don't take you seriously because you're a woman it's great um yeah so they eventually turn all the cans against each other once they have um given basically given the Barbies their brains back after they have been brainwashed, which I also wanted to, I've been seeing a lot of discourse online about um, specifically how the matriarchal society, matriarchal Barbie land and patriarchal Barbie land are two extremely different ways and how extremely different in how they treat their women and men. Like in Barbie land that we see at the beginning of the movie, the men aren't being like, gaslit or like forced into servitude or demeaned against they're kind of just like there they're not insulted they're not forced to do um labor for them or anything but when we have the patriarchal society it's completely the opposite where it's not like the women are just like quote-unquote undervalued or whatever um I don't even think the kids are undervalued I think they just like have one priority and that is Barbie and Barbie owes nothing to them because she's everything. Um, yeah, so we we totally see like they're completely opposites, and I thought that commentary was really was really interesting. Do you have anything to add? I thought that part was good. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Yep. <laughs> um. So yes, they eventually bring uh, turn all the Kens against each other. Um, but basically like flirting with different Kens, which I thought was really funny. I also thought it was super funny when they were all like playing a guitar and singing at their respective Barbies on the beach. Push. And Push by Ryan Gosling is a great song. Great song. It's so good. It's so funny. Um, and then we have I'm Just Ken. What do you think of the musical number? Excellent, obviously. Okay, good. Good, good, good. So you funny. feel like I'm like doing like a test. You are, yeah, because you are doing a test. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is a test. Um, yeah, it's. I I loved that. I also loved that there was like a whole second part of it with the dance sequence. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Like I knew like the song was happening because you know we saw that. Like, I wish they released. didn't release the song in advance. I wish it was a complete surprise. I think that would have. Like, I enjoyed watching it, but I think if I had not, I was waiting for it, you know, like, I was excited for it. Yeah. And I think if it had been, like, a surprise in the middle, I think that would have boosted my enjoyment. Yes, that was one of my critiques of, like, the marketing of the movie. I think, like, we got too much. They, I think they did a good job in the marketing of, like, products and stuff like that. And I think they did a bad job in keeping what the movie was about under wraps. I felt like every five minutes of the movie there was a whole scene that wasn't one of the trailers or clips. And I didn't yes. like that. I found, I've critiqued this about, I don't think this is particularly true about the movie, but I think mm-hmm. you can, there's a lot of movies out there that are edited like a trailer. <laughs> and some of the moments in the Barbie movie felt like they were edited like a trailer to me. I think I just, I, I maybe don't agree with that specifically, but I do agree with the fact that there was like, like basically most of the beginning, most of like the first act I saw in the trailers and I was not like disappointed but just like hey more of this as a surprise probably would have been more fun Mm -hmm. Um, yeah but yes I do agree that like the marketing was fantastic I just think like they gave us too much like because I love a surprise exactly Um, but I know that like it's totally the opposite for some people like I know seeing the clips and the songs and the trailers probably drew them in and like it didn't bother them that they recognized more of the movie um Mm -hmm. so yeah everyone's different in that regard but yeah so they sang the whole musical number they turn against each other and at the same time the barbies vote to take over not take over but bring back barbie land into their rightful possessions um so barbie and ken apologize and ken realizes basically that he has no identity um besides his attachment to barbie and he works on basically commits his ending is committing to um believing that he is kenuff i am kenuff i think those hoodies are really funny um but barbie is struggling to find an ending for herself so she meets with Mattel co-founder and Barbie inventor Ruth Handler, who we saw a little earlier in the movie when Barbie was at the headquarters, but like we didn't know, like as an audience, like wasn't spelled out to us at that point that it was the creator of Barbie. Um, And she explains that Barbie's story has no ending because she's an idea and ideas live forever. Um, This was like the emotional peak of the movie for me. Like this is when I had a bit of a cry. Um, I just think, I think Billie Eilish's song was really well put in the movie and like well used and I think the montage of like all the girls and the women and just it was very it was very it was lovely it was very it, it, that that struck a chord with me I think no I don't think I know that, that that definitely struck a chord with me and just like loving I love I love women and that's that's it. That's, I think that's, if I had to put it in simple terms, I would just, it would be like, yeah, I love women. So do you have anything to add on that point? I am glad you had that experience with the emotional climax. And I'm very happy that this movie 
has touched so many people. Boo! <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like, I just genuinely was watching it and I did not. Like, this doesn't happen to me very often. You know me. I'm in a... I get emotionally attached to movies so quickly, so fast. I am a baller at movies. And this one, I literally just. I was just sitting there. Like, I didn't feel. I didn't even feel like crying. I was just like, oh, okay. Oh. I really don't know how to explain it. I'm kind of. Like, I'm disappointed that I didn't get to have that moment with it. I just, I don't think, it just didn't connect with me whatsoever. But there's nothing I can do about it. Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, on. like, yeah, you can't, like, force yourself to have an emotional yeah. connection with things. Um, that's not how art works. Um, <laughs> if it did, that would, that would be boring. And, yeah, so after that, Barbie decides to become human and return to the real world. And sometime later... As the movie ends, Gloria and her husband take her to an appointment. And, like, it's kind of leading up to be this super, like, maybe, like, a job interview or something. And then um, she's going to her first gynecologist appointment, which I thought was a hilarious way to end the movie. Good ending. Good ending. And then just, like, blasts um, the yeah. Aqua and Nicki Minaj remix at the end. But, yeah, that's that's basically the movie. That is the movie. I don't think yep. I missed anything. I think you got all of it from what I remember. Yeah. I think so. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to add. Can I give my a few critiques yes, that please. I think took me out of it a little bit? Yes. Um, I thought the entire inclusion of the Mattel employees and the way that they were kind of just there to make sure the viewer of the movie knew that Mattel is not the bad guy here was really just took me out of the movie. I thought it was strange to have multiple lines about Will Ferrell being like, but like, I love women, like it's fine. And I don't think it was, I didn't find it self-referential, like haha Mattel laughing at itself for having mm-hmm. all like mostly male um, employees or like leaders. I didn't find it very like funny. And I thought it was just kind of like, I felt bad because it felt like it did not belong in the movie and that Mattel forced its way into the film to create that sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was um, in, done in poor taste almost because it's like the whole speech from Will Ferrell is like, but it's like Barbie, like I work so like we want little girls to have like their dreams come true with us and stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, you don't need to tell me this in a movie. Like maybe like show yeah. it in like your other work. You do not need to hijack someone else's movie and make sure like your employees are a part of it it was just it was silly of you see i kind of read that like the whole inclusion of like the mattel employees i think maybe differently than you read it i kind of read it as poking fun at men who label themselves as feminists label themselves as like like supporters of women but who are actually keeping women from like major jobs in office like yes they love women so much but there's an entire boardroom of men there um and I do agree with you in that like I don't think Mattel needed to be in the movie like I think we could have done without it or at least less of it and I think I also do agree with you that it kind of sucks that like perhaps Mattel and like definitely Mattel was like pushing for some inclusion of their company in the film but I think I read it differently. I think I just read it more as not Mattel poking fun at itself, but the director poking fun at 
like men in the real world who withhold opportunities from women and attempt to control women as they were trying to control Barbie, sending her back to Barbie land instead of letting her form her own thoughts, ideas, and emotions in the real world, um, who again, label themselves as feminists and supporters of women and their dreams. So I, I think maybe we just read those like differently, but I do think you're, the inclusion of Mattel is a valid critique of the film. I like the way you read it. I just think that they weren't involved enough in the actual plot of the movie to have that reading come across for me, I think. I thought they were kind of just shoehorned in as like a extra man moment almost by Mattel. I really, I don't really like when corporations are like super intensely in a movie and they don't want any, like the, I, Mattel wasn't going to let anything bad about them come out in this movie and so they were no, going to control the image not. yeah that's how i read the whole part it was that they were trying to control it um the other part i had trouble with was i thought that i found that gloria and sasha's arcs were really really like cut short like i did not i know the movie is about barbie and like her journey but i think to include two other female characters in the real world as like showing the human woman experience I found them both to have like very little lines and very little like backstory almost and yeah I talked to one of my friends we both felt the same way like we felt like they were like underused a lot like I thought I I could have done like with way more of them and so I was just kind of frustrated that they were kind of just on the back burner for most of it because I thought they could have been like the strongest part of the movie and they they weren't like the actresses were great but they just didn't have anything to like really add to the rest of it like I kind of wish we'd either committed to being just in Barbie land or we had committed to doing more of a Barbie in the real world scenario I don't I found the balance between the two to not be really satisfying for me you know I will agree with you on this one I think more Gloria and Sasha and more backstory and attention to their characters would have been more interesting so I not connected with them more because I still think like I connected with them on like you know like the mother-daughter experience um and also just like as characters but you know I do agree that like more time with them would have been more fun and I thought the balance between Barbie world and real world was okay but I again I I I will agree with you on this front that like I would have loved to see more of their character and um I don't think that they weren't fleshed out I just think they could have been more fleshed out you know what I mean yeah I think for me it was just like the way Sasha was just like she literally called Barbie a fascist and then like 40 minutes later in the movie she's like come on we have to help Barbie like I didn't feel like there was like it felt like something was missing in the middle for her to have come to that conclusion so quickly you know yeah that's understandable sorry Ruffles says no that's Buddy this time they're grumpy dogs today I think so. I think there's probably just something outside and they're yeah. like freaking out because like when it's windy they don't really like it because the leaves move and then they're like intruder. Yeah. See Yeah, no, I do I, I think more time with them would have been <laughs> Oh my god. More time with them would have been more fun. What else do you have for me? Um I've seen a few okay i don't agree with this tweet like okay. i i see where they're coming from and i like i laughed at it because i kind of like i can see parts of what they're coming from but they said that the barbie movie feels like a 2014 
teenager on Tumblr's take on the patriarchy, and that did make me giggle pretty hard. <laughs> I have to, I can't lie. I just, I felt, I we couldn't really figure out why I didn't love it. And I was looking, trying to like find other people online who have like kind of felt the same way about it. And the consensus, consensus I've kindly, finally come to, and I talked about with Kevin too, was like, it didn't, to me, personally it did not feel like it was saying anything that I have not already seen about the female experience in a movie and it did not introduce any new like things for me to think about if that makes sense and so like I know that I'm like there are things that like are important to like be shared throughout media and I'm glad that like it's a hugely popular mainstream movie that are having these things but like it wasn't something that like I needed to see portrayed because I felt like I've either already seen it, I've already come to terms with that, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't, I was not forced to like confront something in the movie that I didn't want to because I felt like I had already processed these things, either through other books or movies or just like for my own life. And I think that's like a fully just personal thing. Like, I don't think we can't just like, obviously you can't discount anyone's experience with it. And I've seen like, from the other things I've seen explaining this perspective, a lot of people are like, you missed the point or like, you didn't really get it. Like, this wasn't made for you, maybe. And like that, well, like the wasn't made for you, like, like, that's like true. Like, not everything is made for every single person. And mm-hmm. so I've seen things saying that Barbie is a good, like, not, I don't want to say generalization because that's taking a lot of its value away, but like, and it's more accessible and easier to like I guess like feel or connect to if that makes sense like it's I saw someone call it an entry like way into the into like feminist thinking and I don't completely agree with that either but I see where they're coming from like a sort of main nice mainstream way to sort of see the ideas Gerwig wants to present and I just think that I've I didn't need I did not need that and so the movie was not made for me in the sense that that was something I wanted to like confront in the theater yeah I think there's I I see where you're coming from in terms of like this movie is kind of made it's made for a large audience and whereas I think like Lady Bird definitely wasn't Little Women more so um I say this in mind with the fact that like Lady Bird was nominated for Oscars. You know what I mean? Like small audience, but not sorry, smaller audience, but not small audience. If still getting national recognition, um, and so is Greta Gerwig. Um, so I, I do see where you're coming from, and that this kind of feels like more of like something that's easier for a lot of people to digest um in terms of like feminist critique and feminist theory and I'm not going to like sit here and argue that this is a completely new take on feminism because I don't think that it is um but I also just like don't think that there's anything wrong with that and I don't think that you think there's anything wrong with that either I just don't think that's like that's what you were like expecting perhaps saying perhaps maybe and I I don't want to like take words out of your mouth but like perhaps you were expecting a more nuanced take on feminism like introduced to the mainstream media and like that just wasn't what you were presented with like is that a fair assumption 
I think so, especially since, like, Lady Bird and Little Women, I found to do, like, a lot more of that work for me. And, like, I thought it, like, introduced, like, like it, want- it made me want to think about it more and they connected with me a lot. And so I think seeing it, like, that not reflected in Barbie for me, at least, was kind of disappointing because mm-hmm. I wanted that. And also, I think, I don't really know, like, what it was. I just, I spent the whole movie feeling like something was missing almost but like I don't know what it was I don't know what I would have wanted to make it mm-hmm. like I don't think there was any like I can't pinpoint something that would have made me like be like oh yeah this is awesome it was just like it felt a little it felt a little corporate IP ish <laughs> and I don't really dig corporate IP in films famously I am a free guy hater because free guy was just a two hour product placement it is two hours of corporate IP shoved down your throat as much as you possibly can until you want to throw up and never look at Ryan Reynolds again. Yikes. And I think, obviously, it's a doll. I don't know why I thought it wasn't going to be corporate IP-ish. Like it's I a... think maybe because like you saw Greta directing it. Well, yeah, come on. Okay, listen, this is not a fight against Greta Gerwig at all. Like, come on, fight Warner Brothers a little bit more. <laughs> Just push back a little bit more. I'm like, am I going to lie and say that the tweet, her, not the tweet, but, like, the news about her wanting to do more mainstream film work was, like, a little bit of a, eh, to my heart, like, a little bit, yeah, maybe, because I'm like, maybe, like, you do your best storytelling, in my opinion, when it's, like, for the girls and for the girls only, <laughs> like, Lady Bird is for the girls, Little Women is for the girls, mm-hmm. Barbie is for the girls, and I find her work to be really impactful when it is celebrating femininity and womanhood. And that's kind of what I wanted to circle back to, um, and that I don't think, again, are we saying anything incredibly nuanced? No. Are we saying some things that are kind of nuanced? Yes. Like, I think the, like, what I was mentioning before about how the women are treated in Kenland versus how the men are treated in Barbie land is like a discrepancy that I think was pretty noticeable and valuable for a lot of people in the audience. Me, especially, I think that was incredibly interesting and not something that I had, like maybe something that I had vaguely seen before, but not in reverse. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you see lots of like dystopian literature or how like women are like, like the handmaid's tale, the handmaid's tale, for example, right? Like we see that a lot. Um, these like, post and like even just like in reality women are forced into servitude um whether that be domestic servitude or other servitude in other industries but to see the reverse of that and the reverse of that being a thriving society where everybody is happy was like monumental for me as an audience member and I know it's monumental for a lot of other people and I also just I think that this movie doesn't have to tackle every issue and every crevice of feminism to be like valuable. And I don't think it even has to say anything new to be good and valuable. It just has to be. And what it was to me was the celebration of girlhood, womanhood and femininity. Um, And I don't, it didn't have to say anything new about feminism for me. Um, I can find that elsewhere. And I do find that elsewhere. Um, 
so yeah I don't know maybe just yeah just like looking for different things and taking different things out of this film specifically yeah I think that's all it really comes down to we just yeah can't... I don't know it's it's whatever yeah and like again I loved this movie I Fiona and I obviously have very different opinions about it I loved it does that mean I have no critiques of it absolutely not I think there's way too much time spent on Ken um, I and agree. his and his development this is Barbie's movie and I don't I think we were maybe like a bit too nice to Ken I give the same critique to Ken that I gave to that one guy in women talking who's like <gasps> writing the notes you know what I mean yeah. it's like you don't need to be here because why and also I'm like Ken is in a lot of this movie and a lot of the movie focuses on his emotional arc. And I'm also seeing a lot of that in the commentaries about this movie where we're ignoring Margot Robbie's amazing performance. We're ignoring Greta Gerwig's amazing directing. Um, and we're focusing on Michael Sarah being a silly, goofy guy and Ryan Gosling's amazing performance. And I do not want to discredit his performance. It's an amazing performance. It's absolutely hilarious. But he wasn't the focus of the movie. He was supposed to be a supporting character. And I think like maybe we spent a little too much time on him. Again, I love this movie. I absolutely love this movie. We spent too much time on Ken. We really did. And we were too nice to him. We were. I just, like you said, like we, it's a, if it's a movie about women made, I would say it, it was primarily made for women. Why are we giving so much time to male characters in it? I think that might have been another part, now that you say it. Like, I just, if I'm going to sit down and watch a movie because I want to watch a movie based around, like, the idea of womanhood and that I want the focus to be on a woman. <laughs> and as much as I love Ken and his mojo, mojo Dojo Casa House, and I think Ryan Gosling gives, like, an incredible performance Oh my god, there was just so much about him. Like, oh, get over it. Greta Gerwig, love you to death. There was literally no reason to make another I'm literally me. Ryan Gosling joke. Like, he's literally me Ryan Gosling thing. But, like, do it to, like, the extremist. Like, she saw every single joke about how men are literally Ryan Gosling from Drive and was like, I'll do you one better. Now he's Ken. You know? And I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that I have not made he's literally me jokes many, many times. Because I have. And I have done it proudly. You know? But I will say that there was, like, no reason for us to do it again. We have, we have Drive. We have the driver from Drive. We have Officer K from Blade Runner 2049. We don't, we didn't. I'm glad we have Ken, but we didn't need him. When I played with Barbies as a kid, I had one Ken doll. Yeah. And his sole purpose was to be my Barbie doll's boyfriend who would literally come around. He would come in, like I'd like play with my friends, like play by myself, and he would yeah. have one purpose, and that was to take my Barbie doll on a nice date and be nice to her, exactly. and then he'd leave. Like that's all he did. Like he'd be there for the wedding with the girls. Yeah, exactly. Like even like I had gay Barbies, even just because like I just didn't have enough Ken. And like that was before like my own personal revelations about anything. But um what <clears throat> anyways um <laughs> you know what I mean but it would just be like I had like very few Ken dolls so and they were like there for like the wedding episodes and that was it because who cared about Ken and I know I we had, like, yeah. made that joke a lot in the movie but we could have like just had less Ken and again I like I don't want to say like I didn't love Ryan Gosling because he was absolutely hilarious but I just mm -hmm. like don't think that was like the point that was not the point. No. 
if we had to have that much Ken, we could have gotten Timothy Chalamet as a Ken. Like, I'm just going to say it. Like, if we had to have that so much funny. Ken, he could have been a great Ken. I the hate Waka it here. Trailer. Literally, we live, in a, we live in a hellscape. The Walker trailer playing before... Um, the way I almost jumped movie, out of I was my like, seat. And quiet up and listen down. Nope. Scratch, scratch that. that. Reverse, Reverse it. it. <laughs> I literally sit around my house and sit all the time. Every other second, I'm like, scratch that. Reverse it. The His grip. face is literally insane. Anyways, I, Wonka I episode him. not coming till December. So. Wonka three episodes. I'm going to have so much to say. Oi, oi, oi. Paddington 2 director. We love, we heart Paddington in this household. I, Timothy Shelmay should have been a Ken. I literally can't believe I have to live in a world where you know what I'm gonna say it. I would have given the movie an extra half star on Letterboxd if it had a if it had Timothy Chalamet's can. Well, of course, because it would have had your favorite white boy in it. Yeah, literally, you can make the worst movie ever, and if he's in it, I'll probably give it five stars. I don't really care. I'll say that. Does that take away power from my film journalism on Letterboxd? Yeah, I don't care. I am very actually. Am I very excited for Greta Gerwig? Narnia movies. I don't really know. I never got into Narnia, so like I don't. I kind of wish say. she was gonna do her own original story because I think that's when she's at her strongest. But mm-hmm. yeah, I was never a Narnia girly. Like nothing against Narnia. I just like no. never got into it. Yeah. Also, we don't need more Narnia movies. There's like four. There's, like, I was about four. to say, like I feel like there's already a, a ton. Please, Greta, make something for us. Go back to your ladybird roots. I love Lady Bird. Barbie movie was fun. I would not. I am excited to like. I feel like it's it's gonna be like such a good like teenage girl sleepover movie. So I'm excited to see its long shelf life as that. And I think it'll go down in history for Barbenheimer. And beyond that, I don't think I will. I don't think it stuck with me. But I'm very happy for all those who did. I don't want to be like a Debbie Downer and like take away the power that the movie is having because I think it is doing incredible things for both the box office and just a push for like female-led storytelling in movies. I just like, I I can't lie and be like, yeah, it's just like exactly what I wanted because it wasn't. Like it just wasn't something I loved and I will never lie about that. That wouldn't be interesting discourse between the two of us if you were just like lying about you liking this movie. Like, am I going to make fun of you for the fact you didn't like it? Absolutely. But I'm going to do it in a loving way. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I I can't force you to like something and you can't force me to like things. And that's Mm -hmm. what makes... I think like our discussion is so interesting and also just like what makes art super interesting is that like everyone has different responses to it and like I have pieces of media and like books and movies and stuff that I like absolutely love and could talk about for hours that people just like hate or people just didn't click with at all and it's mind-boggling to me but it's just the way it is Mm -hmm. and that's kind of it I yeah I think that's I think that's where we're going to wrap up today for our Barbie episode. Fiona, do you have anything to add before we wrap up? I don't think so. No. I think I've tried to express myself as best as I can. I don't know if I did it quite well I think you well did enough. a fine job. Okay. Yeah. Well, and of course, and like, um, to like anyone listening right now, if you, like anything that either of us had said where you were like, hey, 
Um, and like, this is Fiona's own boundary, so I'll let her open up that invitation if she ch- so chooses to. But if I said anything this episode, or like ever, where you're like, hey, I'm like, I didn't really understand what you meant when you said this. Like, go ahead and like, let me know. Because I will be happy to like... Text us. We love chatting. Yeah. Like, exactly. Like, I'm so happy to engage in that discourse if you would love to. Like, I mean, obviously, we'll keep everything respectful. Like, no one like send mean things to Fenona because she didn't like Barbie or like For didn't real? click with it like don't do that because like that's, I am a that's secret not Barbie liker listen I'm not a Barbie lover I'm just a Barbie liker and I feel like that needs to be good enough that's okay because it was good but you know yeah okay well Thank you all so much for joining us on our episode today. I do not remember what we'll be talking about next week, so hope you know what I remember. Our next episode is Glee characters and their favorite movies. Oh my gosh, I forgot we did that. Okay, yes, next week we'll be talking about because Fiona and I are big Glee fans. We're coming we're out bleaks. as Glee. We're, we're coming out as Gleeks today. Um, and so we'll be talking about the characters and what we think their favorite movies are and we hope you we hope you join us for next week's episode um as always we hope you have a great week and we'll see you later bye thank you goodbye